Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. Welcome to Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday, the 21st of June. What a terrific week it's been in Greyhound racing. Uh, across the nation, of course, we had the Flying Amy Classic at Albion Park in Queensland last Thursday night. Friday night, we saw all the Pink Diamond races at Ballarat. What a tremendous night of racing it was down south. And then, of course, on Sunday night, we saw the inaugural running of the Thunderbolt at Grafton. I was up there, a terrific crowd in attendance, and it was just a, a terrific week all around as far as Greyhound Racing is concerned. And there's a lot more to come, particularly this week, with Superstayers uh, at Albion Park on Thursday night, with the Richmond Oaks and Richmond Derby on Friday night uh, as well. And then just around the corner, the Vic Peters and Peter Mosmanopoulos group by level here at Wentworth Park. We've got a big show lined up this morning. Our first guest, Alan Hilsinger, who is the owner of Integrity Made, who won the Thunderbolt at Grafton on Sunday. And they're racing now, beginning brilliantly. Awesome, Laurie White out, speared to the lead from Integrity, made into second. Diamond Jill third, they're followed by Typhoon Sammy. Well back in the field came Arara down, and they're followed by Vermoose and Bodacious Star. But it's Awesome, Laurie well clear, two lengths in front. Integrity, mate, starting to fly. Awesome, Laurie clinging on. Integrity, mate, got his nose down and made it very close. What a thrilling finish to the Thunderbolt, third Diamond Jill. They're followed in then by Typhoon Sammy, Fast Liar. Well back Tremendous finish to the first running of the Thunderbolt. Integrity made. He did get his nose down right where it mattered. And he got the result. We're joined by his owner now, Alan Hilsinger. Good morning to you, Alan. Hey, Maddie. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm not too bad, more importantly. How are you? How are the celebrations post-race? And, and how have you and the, the Greyhound come through Sunday night? Mate, awesome. It's, uh, yeah, the amount of messages and well wishes and just kind of shows the community of the Greyhound industry as well, the amount of people that have just been so happy for us. Um, with him winning and Robbie, obviously, as well, it's been phenomenal. I've still, my voice, as you can probably detect, is still just slowly coming back. Uh, too much yelling and enjoying. And, yeah, it was an amazing atmosphere, mate. It was, it was brilliant. And I'm sitting in the airport, so hopefully we don't get too many, too many calls for too many flights while I'm chatting to you at the same time. I'm um, on my way down to Sydney. Yeah, very good. And, and just tell us what it what it meant to to both yourself uh, and I believe your dad Keith is is a part owner as well to to win the the first running of the Thunderbolt. Obviously, the prize money is is terrific, but just the the meaning it was it was a, it was such a close finish. And I guess that little bit of a delay where you don't know the result. Um, how were how were the emotions in that that fifteen to twenty seconds between the finish of the race and the result coming through? It felt like longer. I've got to say that. I've watched the replay a few times and the amount of times I've heard your voice with the integrity mates got his nose down on the line and then the number comes up. It definitely felt like longer than 15 or 20 seconds. And it was one of those ones where I was about 10 metres past the winning post. So, as you know, if you pass the winning post, generally the inside dog looks like it's slightly in front. And the Harrises were celebrating kind of near the winning post and I'm not sure if they were celebrating because they were just they knew they were in the photo and they're happy either way. Or I was like, oh, did he get there? And it was funny too because only earlier in the night, as you know, we were having that conversation about at Grafton. If the dog's flashing down the outside, they'll, they'll often get the photo. So yeah, the emotions there, watching the family, watching Dad just kind of nervously waiting. And when the number went up, it was um, phenomenal. And I shared this even in the presentation that for me, like, don't get me wrong, like, phenomenal feeling winning it. 
to see my dad, who's been in the industry his whole entire life, he had his first greyhounds when he was 18 years old, and he's never ever been in anything like this, let alone win something like this at 73 years old to break that through. And Robbie Andrews, who's he started learning to train greyhounds at 13, 14 years old, so he's been in the first 30, 35 years. That's the story, and that's what I love. That's the greyhound industry, the hopes, the dreams, and you know, the guys that have just hung in there in the industry and the Thunderbolt and having that race has given them the ability to um, for a dream to come true. Yeah, that was the the crazy part talking to to your dad after the the meeting and him saying that he's I think his first greyhound he owned was in nineteen seventy six and this was his mm-hmm. biggest thrill in greyhound racing. So it just shows if you are patient that that good things can happen. Definitely, mate. Definitely. And it was announced last week you're accepting a new role here in Sydney as the new CEO of the the GBOTA, and I believe that. Uh, starts when does uh, I've got on my notes it started today, but obviously if you're at the airport at the moment, it, it's probably not going to start today. But uh, when do you start, and and what are a couple of the things you believe that the industry needs to to work on, and what are you hoping to achieve in your time at the GBOTA? Mate, great questions. I actually am meant to start today. I was I said to him, I said I'm not going down Monday. Uh, if we win, it's going to be too many celebrations and trying to come off that high. Um, I was actually meant to be on an earlier flight this morning and I've been bumped a couple of times. So I'm actually just sitting here waiting for my um, my 11.20 flight down and then I'm meeting with um, with the outgoing general manager, Steve Noyce, um, this afternoon as well. So kind of kicking off today, so to speak. A uh, bit of a soft, soft entry, I suppose. Um, mate, from the vision point of view, I mean, there's a couple of things. Obviously, Wentworth Park is, as has been highly documented around the traps, is a big um, a big talking point. The lease isn't being renewed after 2027, so looking at, at where we go with that and working with GRNSW and GWIC to um, make sure that we've got a, a phenomenal metropolitan centre of excellence that um, that can really carry greyhound racing forward is one of the big agenda items. And I think for me, it's being a greyhound guy, I want to really get that communication and the, the positivity. Not that there's no not positivity out there, but really that connection between the head office, so to speak, the GBOTA and the members, having that communication, having those relationships, listening to the members, being able to move forward. And at the end of the day, that's what we're there for. We're there for the participants of the industry and, and really making sure we're transparent and, and opening up those channels. Yeah, well, I'm sure having that, that greyhound racing um, knowledge and, and also being a, a, a part owner yourself, you, you've got that understanding of... of what as what participants uh, would like to see. So I'm sure you'll do a terrific job um, in in the new role and and all the very best. And I'm sure we'll be we'll be catching up plenty of times uh, over the over the next uh, next little while. Um, now that you're here in Sydney at the GBOTA, looking forward to it, mate. Sounds good, mate. There's Alan Hilsinger, the winning owner of Integrity Made, who won the Thunderbolt on Sunday night, and of course the new CEO of the GBOTA here in New South Wales. We'll head for a quick break. On the other side, we'll chat with Mick Hardman, who's got analysing heading to the Richmond Oaks this Friday night. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds.
and racing. You go, girl, begin brilliantly going with it early like a light. Richard Donner is back last as they have a lap to go. Leader is Yuko Girl railing up the second and analyzing out after it falling away. Sally's reward mishyped up's midfield. Richard Donner's making ground. Then let's win coin like a light and turn Gabby Mays down the back. 18 lengths off the lead. Yuko Girl is flying in front. Led out by three lengths in the second spot. Richard Donner's charging home. It's still in front here. Yuko Girl. Here comes Richard Girl late. Yuko Girl. Richard Girl. Oh, it's Yuko Girl just prevailing from Richard Donner in the second spot. And then analyzing third. Followed by Let's Win Coin. Back behind him, Sally's reward. Toon Gabby May mishyped up. That was analyzing placing in a heat of the Richmond Oaks behind two very, very good bitches in Yuko Girl on Richard Donner. There on Friday night, we're joined by her trainer now, Mick Hardman. Good morning to you, Mick. G'day, Matty. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, well done on getting analysing through to the Richmond Oaks. How has she come through that run there on Friday night? Yeah, no, she pulled up a treat. She had a run in the paddock on uh, Sunday. She pulled up really good. She's just one of those greyhounds that she just seems to keep sneaking under the radar, but the fact that she's got that early speed, it holds her in good stead in most races, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the, uh, with the the reconfiguration of the of the Richmond track, I think it's definitely a leader's track. Um, in the past, the old track, you know, you, you could sort of turn up there without a trial and, and win, um, but it certainly changed. So, yeah, I think it's a leader's track, so she, it puts her in the race. Yeah, absolutely. And she's has she been a little bit frustrating? She's She's been racing so well just without winning. Her last victory was in the heat of the Easter egg. But since then, she's run eight placings. Does does it frustrate you a little bit that she that she can't um, can't get over that hump and, and and win again? Oh look, she she's been on three legs for most of her career. Um, you know, she's um, sort of you can't trial her, can't work her, um, and she got up in the top grade, and she's sort of just always been there about. Um, but yeah, she's just a week to week proposition, so it, it, it's been really hard to work her, and she sort of leads and gets nutted on the line. So yeah, it's been frustrating. Yeah, well, it, I, I guess in, in one respect it's frustrating, but then also in on the other hand, it's it's pretty remarkable. Then if she is only on three legs to be so competitive in this sort of grade, she's made the finals of the Bathurst Cup, the Peter Mosman Opal. Um, what would it mean if she was able to get a nice race beside her name? Oh, look, for, for Ray Tandy, I think the owner, like, he's been with me for a long time, and, you know, and she's a beautiful bitch. She, she's like a pet. She just comes home. You never never hear her. She's clean. She just, she's going to make a real good brood, bitch. I know we're, we're sort of just waiting for her to come on season. So um, it'd be really nice for, for Ray, I think. Yeah, for sure. And and you've got plenty in work, I believe. Lots of lots of pups coming through. I know you've, you've sort of moved on a few of the the older greyhounds that you had. So you've got a lot of lot of them pups coming through. And just tell us about the team that you've got on your property. There's plenty of hard work. Of course, your wife, business partner, Bill Butler, it's a real team affair, isn't it? Yeah, we've probably got about ooh, 130 dogs here on the, on the farm at the moment. Um, and Bill Bill looks after the rearing and the, and the pre-trainers and the whelping. And me and Star do the, the race dogs. We've got 20 dogs in the shed. We've got... I've actually got a, probably about 12 or 13 ready to start racing as of next week. Um, they're going up to Winnie to have their final trial tonight. Um, some are going to Goulburn this morning. Um, so, yeah, we, we wound down a bit just to have a bit of a rest. Um, like you said, we moved on a heap of dogs. So, yeah, moving forward as of next week, we've got a heap coming through. 
Yeah, well, certainly very exciting times for you, and I'm sure there'll be a, a couple of nice greyhounds in amongst that lot, no doubt about that. So, firstly, good luck this week with analysing in the Richmond Oaks, and then, of course, good luck in the upcoming weeks with your new bunch coming through, and hopefully they they can perform really well on the track. Thanks, Matty. Appreciate it. There's Mick Hartman, who's got analysing into the Richmond Oaks final this Friday night. Another winner, oh, another terrific performance there on last Friday night in the heat of the derby was zipping Maserati. He ran 29.59. This was his terrific win. It flies, connections begin well and fast away, zipping Maserati he'll be wide on the first corner though as Hold Me Up and he's Grand go forward a gap in the race, Lectra Lad, Flighty Fernando and Big Town Romeo's three lengths away, down the back and connections tackled by Hold Me Up, then he's Grand, zipping Maserati's got the drop a long gap to Big Town Romeo off the back and to the turn Hold Me Up kicking, here comes Zipper Maserati, zipping Maserati's rattling home, he's out after the leader and Zipper Maserati goes home and Zipping Maserati, too good. Got home to beat second. Hold me up, followed by his grand and fourth in connections. A long way back, lecture. Yeah, that was Zipping Maserati. Brilliant once again, where he won his heat of the derby in 29.59 there at Richmond last Friday night. We're joined by his trainer now, Jason McKay. Good morning, Jace. Thanks a lot, Matty. Yeah, good, mate. He was terrific there again on Friday night. Again, coming from off speed. Uh, we've, we've seen him be so dynamic over some sprint distances but just lately he's he's having to work from behind but he's he's adapted pretty well to that hasn't he yeah, he has Matty it's just um, probably another feather in his cap he probably struggled if his early days if he weren't in front and railing and now he sort of can come from midfield and wide which is probably the impressive being through wide in that company and and still getting them late it's pretty handy effort tell the truth yeah for sure and and since he's come back from a, from a break, he's had 11 race starts for eight wins and three placings. I know b- before his first up run uh, at Dubbo there back in March, you said he'd come back in terrific order. He'd seemed to have been all over his problems. Is that just been the key uh, to this this form that he's showing is the fact that he was over the small little issues he's had and now he's, he's sound and, and showing us all what he can do? Yeah, Matty, I reckon that hits it on the head. Probably a bit of maturity, mate. He's season first grader now, and it just comes a bit easier when you've been there mixing it with the best, you know what I mean? So he's over his hiccups. He's sort of, not, don't get me wrong, it's not a great draw, but I'm not too concerned, concerned about the draws of him. He, he can sort of make his own luck, mate. Yeah, and he takes on his big brother, Zipping Kyrgios. There's not a great deal separating them on times. Kyrgios went 29-51. It's a high-calibre final, but I guess the thing with, with Maserati is that he is still continuing to get better um, each start he has. And do you think he's at his peak at the moment, or do you think there's more improvement in him to come? Maserati, Matty, I think he'll keep improving, tell the truth. He's sort of he's come through that run nice, mate. He's, um, he handles the, the hard run real easy now. It used to take him a day or two to get over a run, but the next day now he's jumping out of his skin, so he's just a season now, and like any of them finals, mate, need a bit of luck from the boxes of the winning post, and who knows what can happen. Yeah, for sure, and and in the Richmond Oaks, you've got fantastic Raven, as she qualified with the 29.76 win, she's just been terrific for you, hasn't she, of course, placed in the Easter egg, she's, she's got that, that rare... I guess that rare trait of having the the speed and the strength, and and since she's she's come to you at the end of last year, she's she's just been awesome. 
Yeah, she has. She's a very nice pitcher. Like you say, she can mix it up. Don't have to lead these days. She can come from behind. Sort of made it a little bit hard for her last week, box eight. And she's never, ever been to Richmond. So she completely got it wrong last week and had to use up a fair bit of steam to get up in the winning position and then finish it off nice. But one thing she can do, Maddie, is fly the lids and she's going to have to do that this Friday. Yeah, for sure. It's a it's a very, very strong race that, that Richmond Oaks. And, and do you think, having not been to Richmond before, there's going to be a lot of improvement in her going into the final this week? Just more so the silent law. If you've had a look there, it probably plays a part for you. But if you haven't been there and you've got a wide draw and there's a couple of barkers in your race where you're not going to hear the trip, you're probably notorious going to miss the start. And that's what she done and very rarely she comes out that bad. She's had to make up three or four lengths in a blink, Matty, to get in that position. So if she can really nail the start, she's going to be a, a player for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, that silent lure, I was just up in Grafton on Sunday for the the Thunderbolt, and I know a lot of the locals were talking about how it was such an advantage for them having that silent lure as opposed to uh, the... The, the visitors that were coming in and weren't used to it, it just made a, that little bit of difference at the start and it's such a key in, in greyhound racing, isn't it? If you can get the start right, more often than not, you, you're going to be held in pretty good stead. Yeah, exactly right. It's just about these days of being in front from the boxes to win and post the first time. The second time helps as well, but you've got to grab a winning position straight away and hope you can hang on from there. So we'll see how we go. But I'm happy with my two and like you say, George, he went from four to yeah, I think we just lost that there, Jace. It just cut out on us. So uh, good luck this this Friday in the Derby with Maz- Zipping Maserati and then uh, Fantastic Raven in the Richmond Oaks. If they both get the luck, I'm sure they'll both be in the finish. Thanks for having us, Matty. All the best. No worries. There's Jason McKay, who's got a big hand at Richmond this Friday night with Zipping Maserati in the Richmond Derby and Fantastic Raven in the Richmond Oaks. We'll head for a quick break. On the other side, we'll chat with Jason Magri, who trains at Zipping Kansas. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday morning. Unfortunately, we couldn't get a hold of Jason Magri, but he'll have Zipping Kansas going up to Albion Park this Thursday night to contest the... The Superstayers, he's 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 a super dog zipping Kansas. He probably hasn't put it all together uh, like we, we thought he might have, but maybe he can get back to that after getting his confidence back, winning at the Gardens uh, last time out. In fast time, it must be said, on what was a, a pretty slow track. So he'll be going up to to Queensland to represent New South Wales this Thursday. The, the field for this Friday night's meeting at Richmond have just been... Release the the Richmond Oaks. What a race that is. Yuko Girls drawn box one. Fantastic Raven in two. And, of course, out wide, Ritsa Donna in six. Good odds Cash, who was so brilliant winning her heat. She's got box seven. It's probably not an ideal box for her, but if she can jump like she did the other night, it would help and ties that bind. Is Out in box eight. And then, of course, the Richmond Derby, a group two level. Fernando Hunter in box three. Zipping Kyrgios, box four. He's zipping Maserati box six, special blend box eight. That's going to be a, a ripper as well. So it's it's shaping up as a, a big night there at Richmond on uh, 
Friday night, the Richmond Oaks and Richmond Derby. So that wraps up Going Greyhounds for this morning. The podcast will be up online soon. Many winners this week. The best of luck, and we'll talk again next week.